You're listening to Liberty USA, sponsored by County Citizens Defending Freedom. You, as an American, have freedom in your DNA, and we are here to help educate, empower, and encourage you to stand for your freedom. Hello, County Citizens. Today I'm with one of the most controversial people right now, Dr. Gold. She's also the founder of American Frontline Doctors, so thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Yes. So what happened on January 6th? Uh, okay, so on, can I start a little bit before that? On July 27, 2020, I was standing in front of the Supreme Court steps with a bunch of doctors, and we brought the truth to the American people and across the world that early treatment works, lockdowns don't work, masks don't work, and that there's no reason to live in fear. So from that moment on, I was incredibly censored. We got 20 million views in eight hours, and then it was off the internet. Like, it would have been 100 million by the next day. Because I'm so censored, I accept a lot of engagements to speak in person. And so on January 6th, for me, it was just another public speaking event. I speak publicly all the time. In fact, I spoke January 5th in Washington, D.C., and then January 6th. That's why I was in Washington, D.C. I was an invited guest speaker to speak on the steps of the Capitol. That's physically why I was there. Now, of course, the day went nothing like it was planned, and, you know, the news reports of what happened that day are wildly inaccurate. I'm sure there were pockets of violence that people saw. However, please distinguish the east side and the west side of the building. The west side were, all the pictures I saw of violence were on the west side. I happened to be on the east side. The east side, the west side is the scaffolding side where you could kind of see people climbing in. It looked a little bit more, you know, sketchy. But on the east side, it was completely peaceful. People were literally singing Kumbaya. There were grandmas with baby strollers and people praying and singing. That was the side I was on. And I was literally giving my speech. You can see it on video. You can see it on pictures. I was literally standing there giving my health freedom speech, as I always do. That, that was my experience of January 6th. So did you go inside the Capitol? And what did you do inside? Okay, so... The question is, like, why would I have gone inside the Capitol? Now you look backwards and you say, well, that was kind of crazy. But at the time, when I'm standing there, there's thousands and thousands of people behind us. You know, the media didn't report this uh, accurately in any way, shape, or form. Somebody opened the doors from the inside. I'm sure you've seen some of the videos where the doors have been opened. So that was my situation. The doors were open from the inside. just want to make a pause and say these doors were 20,000 pounds. I found out later. So they could not be opened. They were open from the inside. When they were open from the inside, I was at the front giving my speech, and there's people, thousands of people behind me, and we were essentially pushed in. Now, I didn't object really to being inside because there was nothing stopping it, but had I wanted to not go inside, I couldn't have avoided it because there are thousands of people behind me pushing in. So that's actually how I found myself inside the Capitol. But once inside, I really almost have a compulsion to speak the truth, so I kept speaking. <laughs> and there's lots of video of me speaking with my speech. So what's happened since then? Did the FBI come knocking on your door? You know, uh, I just want to emphasize again that it was incredibly peaceful from my perspective, and we really didn't know this was going to be such a big thing. And then, of course, we find out later that people were calling this an insurrection and a mob and a riot and all that. That was not my experience. I wish the FBI had come knocking. What they did instead was a huge SWAT team. I don't know if you know this. It was unbelievably vicious and violent. They, they're screaming at the top of the lungs, FBI, FBI, FBI. It was unbelievably scary. I didn't think it was real. And then they break down my door, and there's 20 agents, and 12 of them with huge assault weapons pointed right at me. It was really horrific and ter terrifying, really. And then they took me, you know, handcuffed, shackled, the whole bit. And, yeah. So the court just recently ruled that you have to go to prison for 60 days and you took a plea deal. Can you explain that? 
People are probably wondering why so many people are taking plea deals. I myself said I would never take a plea deal. This is what's going wrong. Um, you know, I'm a lawyer as well as a doctor, so I can tell you exactly what is going wrong in this case. The prosecution, the criminal defense attorneys only job is to defend the defendant. But the prosecution actually has two jobs. People don't realize that. One is to prosecute the case, and the other is to be an officer of the court. An officer of the court means they have to follow certain rules. One of those rules is you're not allowed to charge a crime that you don't have evidence for. But in the January 6th defendant's case, the government all over, all over is overcharging. So in my case, they overcharged like crazy. They charged me with a 20-year felony, a 20-year felony. They don't have proof of it. They know they don't have proof of it. They were willing to let it drop in a heartbeat. So I just felt it was not sensible or wise or rational to go to court, in a, to go to jury trial in District of Columbia, which is very prejudiced against January 6th defendants, risking a 20-year felony for which I should never have been charged. If I'd only been charged with what I, I think should have been charged, which was the misdemeanor trespass, I actually would have gone to trial. But I took a plea for misdemeanor trespass. They drop all the others because they were bogus anyway. And have you ever heard of anybody going to prison for misdemeanor? No. Right. So, so the judge was filled with animus, filled with hatred. He hates America's frontline doctors. He hated political free speech. He said as much from the stand. He was completely biased. He said words that showed he was biased. And he then sentenced me to 60 days in prison for a misdemeanor trespass. And when do you go to prison? I'm not sure, but they, they will eventually tell me, and I, I think it will be before the end of July, so hopefully I'll be out by the end of September. And what are your emotions preparing for that experience? Because I can imagine that it's probably a roller coaster. I have no basis in my life experience to uh, understand this. I have... I, um, I'm at a loss. I'm heartbroken for our nation. I'm, I'm upset for myself. I, uh, I honestly have to trust in God that it will all be okay. And I plan to be productive. I plan to spend my time writing. Well, that's great. But you also have a new company called Gold Healthcare. Can you talk a little bit about that? Something positive? Yes. In fact, I don't want people to be um, overwhelmed. I just want people to be alert and aware that there's a lot of tyranny out there. So we have a very sick healthcare system. It's fine. We shouldn't call it healthcare, right? So we started something new and different to bring something better to the American people, and it's called Gold Care. Goldcare.com. It's not healthcare. It's gold care. We take care of you. It's it, it's really um, a complete paradigm shift in how to practice medicine. So we've spent a lot of time putting this together, and it's entirely different. I urge you to check it out, goldcare.com. All right. Well, Dr. Gold, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to talk to you when your 60 days is up. <laughs> thank you.